I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 52 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football, coming at you, building the big board once again. I am your humble host, Evan Brown. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution, the humblest host in the biz. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments about any of the prospects or the series or the show in general, guys, it's a sad day. Marvin is here for one last time. I hope you've enjoyed our time with Marvin. He is an awesome dude. If you haven't already, go follow him at FF underscore Marvin E on Twitter. He is a writer and a contributor for the fantasy footballers as well as dynasty nerds. He is an awesome dude. Has some great, great takes. Um, Guys, we are going to hit two more tight end prospects, some sleepers for you to be aware of. Hopefully you enjoy the episode. And if you enjoy it, do me a favor before you go, drop a cheeky rating or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. It's really helpful. I really appreciate it. Without any further ado, on with the show. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. So here we are again. We are one last time. We're going to we're going to take it to the limit one last time as they say. Uh we've got a couple more prospects to talk about here for you. Two guys. So these are sort of like, well, my guy that I'm talking about is definitely a sleeper. I don't think Marvin's is necessarily a sleeper. He possibly will be like the maybe casual or average sort of like draft fan or or dynasty person may not know much about him but he did have pretty good production so two more guys definitely to have on the radar definitely to think about and be aware of we're going to start with guests first as always and we're talking charlie kohler so he is from iowa state the cyclones comes in at a healthy six foot six and a half inches 252 pounds he's a three-star recruit redshirt senior 23 years old four point six seven forty 35 and a half inch vert 10 foot broad 4.35 shuttle and a 6.983 kona those are all pro day numbers so take that for what you will but those are really good numbers um definitely intriguing he had a 20.6 breakout age which is 66th percentile he did redshirt his freshman year so he missed that year um and that could have impacted his breakout age so just something to bear in mind he was a recipient of the prestigious isu alumni associations um all university senior award given annually to seniors who display high character, outstanding achievement in academics, university community activities. So again, I threw that in there because it is important to know that, you know, some of these guys are really high character, um, highly intelligent dudes that, you know, NFL want to know that they want to know if they're going to invest draft capital in you, that you're a responsible young person who's working hard, who's making the most of their opportunities. And I think that Charlie Cooler clearly is in four years for Iowa state and um, 43 games. He had 168 receptions for 2,181 yards, 13 yards per reception and 23 touchdowns. So that gives you a little bit of a canvas to paint your picture. Analytically speaking here, Marvin, what are your thoughts on Charlie Kohler? Where are you at with him? 
Yeah, he's a he's an intriguing prospect for me. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at his potential draft capital right now. Like where we're seeing him in like you know um, the mock draft database, um, grinding the mocks. You know, some of these places that com- uh, compile some of these mock drafts, and he's around you know that early day three prospect. Um, but what I like about him so much, and and why he's actually winding up as a as a top five tight end for me at least in, in my model is because of his consistent production um, throughout his career. And his, his first year wasn't anything to really write home about. And I mean, he had 8, 8% of the, the team's receiving yards, 25% of the team's touchdowns. So that's something to keep an eye on. And that's a trend that we'll continue to see in his career. But, you know, I, I value receiving yards more than I do touchdowns. Um, we see just that stronger correlation there for tight ends, that if they can move the chains and rack up those receiving yards, that's a big deal. Um, and and so first year, not the greatest, but then it starts to get better, right? 17% of the teams receiving yards in his in his redshirt sophomore year. That's in 2019. Um, you know, really good to see him make that progression there. 1.4 receiving yards per team pass attempt. Then he starts to hit that 20% mark, which we like to see from prospects, kind of take that next step, right? 21% of the teams receiving yards um in uh, in, in 2020, 1.75 receiving yards per team pass attempt, then followed that up in 2021 with 23%, almost 24% of the team's receiving yards. Once again, 1.8 receiving yards per team pass. And so he passes those thresholds of just a consistent producer that continuously improved every single year. And oh, by the way, he continues to be a red zone threat, um, you know, accounted for at least about 24%, 25% at the very least every single year of the teams receiving touchdowns had a career high 35% receiving touchdown market share in 20, uh, 2020. So you see the usage there is that he can be a red zone threat. He can rack up the yards. You want to see that. And um, was never, uh, you know, was never ever completely unproductive throughout his the later part of his career. And you love to see that because we see prospects sometimes like Jalen Weidermeyer, we talked about him, right? He kind of, peaked in his his second year and then he tanked a little bit in his final year that's not the case for charlie kohler while he is an older prospect right he is 23 years old because he's a redshirt senior um he continued to improve and that's what you want to see and so when you look at him in this class i mean he he ranks you know near the top in in a lot of metrics you know 69th percentile breakout age um in in my model um and Average 18% of the team's receiving yards throughout his career, 27% of the team's receiving touchdowns. A lot of good things that you see here. And, and um, you know, I, if I remember right, I, I researched this right before we jumped on that he was, I think, with top 15 or top 10 in receiving yards per team pass attempt among Power Five tight ends every single year starting his um, redshirt sophomore year. So he's been super productive um, after his redshirt freshman season, not quite as, you know, at a productive at first, but then was lights out ever since. And so you love to see that from a guy who, who I think can move the chains is a decent blocker, has a lot of good traits that you like from a tight end. And, and he's someone who I wouldn't be surprised somehow slipped into the late third round, but I think fourth round is very realistic. And, and because of his total profile, his, his um, productive profile, he's going to be a top five tight end for me. And and he just checks a lot of boxes as a producer, and and you know the breakout age is great, um, and and um, athletically though, just to touch on that a little bit, you might touch on this as well in your film analysis. Wasn't the greatest um, athletically, right? Um, 
some of the, the testing numbers are not there, but still has decent size, 6'7", 252 pounds. So athletically, doesn't quite check those boxes, which is why he moves down a little bit for me. But based on the rest of this tight end class where you have a bunch of athletic athletic guys that weren't productive, Kohler is kind of the opposite where he's not as athletic but was productive, and that's why he moves up for me um, in my board. So I, you know, I, I like him quite a bit, but I'm curious to see what you, what you saw in film and what you think of him. Yeah, I think you know it's really interesting because this is to me Charlie Kohler is a great example of what we we started out this whole conversation saying that this tight end class is a lot deeper and a lot more intriguing than mm-hmm. probably last year's and just in general than I think maybe it's made out to be because there's not an obvious Kyle Pitts or an obvious you know Darren Waller or whatever even though Darren Waller wasn't Darren Waller when it came you know when he came out um, you know I I like Charlie Kohler a lot you know and and I don't even think he's a top three or top four tight end for me but I still really like him so that shows you how deep this class is and in all honesty he's probably somebody you should take before Jelani Woods you know in your rookie drafts because he's not as exciting but he's more safe and you can see that you know production year on year like you said I I like a lot about him I mean I he's a big dude but the weird thing one thing that I did think was really strange is that he didn't play as big as his size. And so that's one thing I love about Jelani Woods is that he's out there wrecking people, knocking people over, busting through barns and stuff like that. Whereas like Charlie Kohler's a big dude. I mean, he's really in the same ballpark as Jelani Woods is from a size. I mean, six, six and a half, 250 pounds. I mean, he's pretty much within 10 or 15 pounds and within an inch of, you know, being as big as, as Jelani Woods, but he doesn't play that big. Like when he's blocking, he's not knocking people over and getting out, you know, he's, he's, holding his own basically barely and it's like it's weird so i don't know about that i'd like to see him get a lot more physical in his play style and maybe that's coaching or maybe that's something that they can help him with at the next level i don't think he's like a liability with his blocking so i don't think that'll hurt him or knock him necessarily but he wasn't like i expected him to be like you see him and you're like wow this is a big dude and so i expected him to be like just wrecking people you know i already watched johnny so i was expecting more of the same and i was a little bit disappointed um with his blocking and just in general his physicality but Saying that, I was really impressed with his route running and with his how like he had just really nimble feet for such a big dude. He was really good at like he's quite nuanced as a route runner. Like he would be using head fakes a lot and things and, like throwing DBs or linebackers off. Um, you know when he's going down the field, stretching the field. So I really like that he had really good solid hands, ha- solid hands catcher. He actually split out wide quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, so there was just a lot of things that you know, he was getting open regularly, which is really cool to see. Like he wasn't just like he was Johnny Woods was a lot of contested catches and stuff. Cause he's not great at as route running yet. He's not as nuanced and things like that. He's more just a raw physical athletic freak that we're ex- I'm excited about. Um, he, Charlie Kohler is a lot better as route running. He's a lot better at finding soft spots to sit in and get open, get wide open at times. You know, there's times where I was like, Oh no, they missed him. You know, he's sitting there wide open. Why didn't you hit him? Um, you know, he, he's definitely, I feel like he wasn't asked to block that much, honestly. Like there was a lot of times where I was like waiting for him to start blocking because I wanted to see more so I could get a better idea of like what he was like as a blocker. And he just wasn't asked to that much. And I don't know if that's because they saw that he wasn't as good at it. And so there's like, there's no point in asking him to do it. But, um, or it's just the, the way that they played just didn't really utilize him very much in that area. But, um, yeah, I think, 
for me personally, definitely really like him a lot more than I thought I was going to. And again, that just speaks to the depth in this in this tight end class because he's not even a top three or four tight end for me right now. But I'm still really intrigued by him, and I'm still really happy to end up with him on my on my squad in 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 these rookie drafts. And I think he's another guy that very easily could continue to be really good value for you in your rookie drafts because nobody's really talking about Charlie Cooler. Um, and I don't imagine that he goes in like you said the second round or something for there to be a draft buzz generated about him um so if he goes in like late third round or fourth or fifth round then i don't think people are going to be jumping over themselves to get him on the squad but it actually could be a really solid dude to have where are you at with your rookie draft grade like where are you comfortable taking him all things being equal yeah like i said he's he's someone who is top five in the class for me right now 62nd percentile prospect going back to 2013 and he's um, you know, for me, he's the guy that I would like to bank on in my rookie drafts, especially if you're like in a tight end premium, like to start two tight ends. You're trying to find these guys that that kind of check a lot of boxes. I think Charlie Kohler does that. And and so if you're in, you know, in the fourth round, I think he'll be there early fourth round. Take a shot on him because he's not necessarily the most athletic guy. But like you said, he's a good route runner. He, he checks the, the production um, thresholds that you want to see. And so fourth round, I, I think that's reasonable to take him there. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right in the sense of he's an auto draft in the fourth round because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of like, I mean, the running backs, the, the wide receivers are going to be rough, you know, in the four, in the fourth round in a one QB league. So, you know, you're really just taking pot shots at that stage. And if you can get a solid tight end prospect like him in the fourth round, then you're that is money for sure. So we're going to wrap up here our time together with a, a definite sleeper tight end. I'll say that um, just somebody to be aware of somebody I think is some exciting, some interesting traits that you should be aware of should be on your radar. And I mean, he has a fun name to say, and that's always a plus. So it is Chigozium Okonkwo, which I think a lot of people just call him Chig. Chig Okonkwo. Mm-hmm. Um, he is out of Maryland, the Terrapins. He's only six foot two and a half, 238. So size wise, that's a bit concerning just for a tight end. Uh, he's a three star recruit coming out of high school. He was a senior. I could not find his age, so I can't tell you what that is. He did run a four five two forty. He had a 35 and a half inch vert, both 90th percentile. Um, rated eighth tight end in the nation by ESPN coming out of high school. So he was highly touted, highly um, recruited tight end at the time when he was, when he was coming out of high school. Um, he did set out for, he set out the 2020 season for medical reasons. So he had myocarditis, which is like an inflammation of the heart, which is a bit concerning, but obviously he must've got like an all clear from doctors was able to come back because 2021 was his most productive season. Um, he had the second most receptions by a tight end in program history in 2021. Um, and both 2020 and 2021, he was on like the preseason John Mackey award watch list, which again is for the, you know, the best tight end in the nation, basically. So that is, you know, definitely, definitely something to, to bear in mind in 29 games for Maryland. He had 77 receptions for 717 yards, 9.3 yards per reception and eight touchdowns in 2021 specifically. Um, so 13 games he had, 52 of those receptions. So big chunk of his production came in this last year, 52 receptions for 447 yards, 8.6 yards per reception and five touchdowns. So with him, with Chig, um, as I said, I think he's just somebody to be aware of. I like some of the traits that he possesses, but he is certainly a, a, a work in progress, a diamond in the rough, uh, a long shot, if you will, 
based on just even his size, because he's only what six, two and a half, 238 pounds. He's kind of the size of like a linebacker or something like that. He's not really the prototypical size of a tight end. He does struggle a lot with his blocking. I think just from even a size perspective, he does seem to get lost at times as a blocker. Like he'll go with it. I, from what I can tell in the wrong direction uh, for a run blocking play, he doesn't actually go where he needs to um, at times, but even more importantly, there's times where he just gets thrown around like a rag doll, but if it's like a big defensive end that he's trying to take on, he's really just getting in their way more than blocking them. So I think blocking is a concern um, and definitely not something that NFL teams are necessarily going to be excited about with him. I think that his upside really comes as just a offensive weapon. So he's physical with the ball in his hands. He is really good with yak. So he's, which I love, you know, he really, once he gets the ball in his hands, he's always fighting for more yards, trying to get a couple extra yards. Um, his, his, his route running isn't the best his deeper routes aren't very sharp lack some conviction i feel um and i think the biggest knock on him other than his blocking and just size which he can't help is that i feel like he is very up and down so there's not a lot of consistency because sometimes you see plays or even maybe a whole game where you're like wow this dude is electric he's exciting i'm really into this and then a couple plays later you're like what is going on what is this guy doing like has he forgotten how to play football Um, no it's not that bad obviously i'm being dramatic but it it is up and down there's there's not a consistency there um i felt like he was most dominant or most useful or productive in short screens or sweeps almost like a running back and he has that kind of running back size to him really where they get the ball out in a short screen or in short space and he able to he's able to make some stuff happen after the catch and things like that and that's good and that's exciting um but again you'd like to see maybe a more well-rounded game um you know he doesn't create much separation on his routes and man coverage uh he just isn't big enough like i said to block with so for me he's somebody that has exciting offensive traits which again we like for fantasy football but the concern will be can he block can he do anything in that realm for as a tight end at the nfl level um i think it's an uphill battle for him to get drafted highly or even maybe necessarily drafted at all so i don't think he's just somebody to be aware of because i like some of the traits that he has he's quite athletically gifted um he's a small guy but he's feisty on the as an offensive weapons the best case scenario for chig would be like if a team really sees him as an offensive weapon they bring him in maybe as the second tight end or something like that. Somebody that they can split out, run routes out of the backfield, you know, be a dump off option for the quarterback, something like that. That would be the best case scenario. So if he does get any sort of draft capital and he lands and like, you know, for some reason he goes to the chargers, you know, in the sixth round or something, that's something I'm going to be aware of because obviously Justin Herbert, um, the great situation there, they don't have like a, an overly glorious tight end room. So, you know, there could be some opportunity at that stage. Then he becomes like a dart throw. But if he doesn't get drafted or whatever, for me, it's just somebody to be aware of because he has some traits that I like. But do you know anything? What are your thoughts on on him, Marvin? Do you have any sort of takes on him or anything that you want to add to that? Yeah, I think you covered that pretty well. I think there's um, there's a lot of intrigue with him because of his athleticism. I mean, you think about the four five two forty. Um, you know, the speed score is up there in the ninety first percentile. So really good good numbers for him, right? And um, you know, it's interesting. He's like you said, he's a shorter tight end shorter than we'd probably like um little um lighter than we'd like um and and so that that is a little bit of a concern um in the grand scheme of things and, and so you know looking at where he's projected to go in the nfl draft i think he's around uh, you know a late day three prospect so there's you know it isn't something that he, he won't necessarily have that draft capital but there's intrigue there because of the athleticism which we already highlighted is is so important um and 
from a production standpoint, you know, he, he did miss out on the 2020 season because of medical reasons, like you said, but, um, you know, he, he did have some, some decent production, not anything dominant though. And that, that's where I think his profile kind of, uh, takes a hit average around 12% of the team's receiving yards in 2019 and 2021 had a career high receiving touchdown market share of 19% in 2021. So there, there are good things there. Hit that one receiving yards per team pass attempt threshold in 2021. So there there's, you know, there's signs of production there, but, um, there there wasn't anything too dominant and, and he's in in some ways very similar to jelani woods except i think jelani woods had um you know a better peak season was a little more productive in in some cases and and i think where you know struggling to put it into words here but you know how jelani woods um struggled to produce in his first three seasons but then had that better final season we you you don't really have that here with chig because he he kind of had two subpar seasons in 2019 and 2021. So I would have liked to have that, that more dominant season to kind of set him apart. Um, but like you said, the, the upside is there because of the athleticism. And so, you know, he's more of a dart throw than anything. Um, doesn't really um, jump out as a producer, but you know, there, there are things to like. And so definitely keep an eye on him. You know, maybe a team falls in love with him and, and drafts him a little earlier on day three. You know, like we've talked about draft capital is key. And he might just move up there. Yeah, exactly. I think you're exactly right. You know, if Jelani Woods wasn't the athletic specimen that he is, I think you're right. We'd be probably talking about both of them in a very similar vein. Mm-hmm. I think when you see the the height and the size and, you know, the athleticism that Jelani has, that's why I'm way more excited. Mm-hmm. But I am excited yep. by Chigs, some of the, the flashes that you see on film. So again, the NFL draft will be very, very um, key for this pro- prospect for me. If he does get for some crazy reason gets fourth or fifth round draft capital and a semi-decent spot then all of a sudden he is a fourth round dart throw that i'm intrigued by but if he goes sixth round to a crowded you know tight end room or he doesn't get drafted and just connects himself as an, a udfa then he's not somebody but he's still, still somebody that once the rookie draft is over and if it's just a free-for-all and you have a free taxi spot he's somebody that i would take throw on the taxi spot because you want to see does he do, does he become something does he develop with his athleticism um does he become a for all intents and purposes, a fourth wide receiver on the team rather than an actual tight end, which for fantasy is great for us. You know, (laughs) if he's getting four or five targets a game and he's a speedster or whatever, you know, that's still really solid, especially if you're picking him up for free and putting him on the back end of your taxi squad. So there you go, guys, we have done, done it all. We've said it all. Uh, We've given you a couple of names to think about. Um, Obviously you don't have to be as excited about Johnny Woods as I am. Um, I just, you just, you know what it's like. You find a guy and you're just like, Hey, this is my dude. I love this guy. Bigfoot. I'm all about it. Guys, definitely check Marvin out on Twitter at FF underscore Marvin E. Check out his work with the fantasy footballers and his um, and he also does some interesting and cool articles over at Dynasty Nerds. Marvin, is there anything else you want to shout out? Anything else you want to plug before we go? No, no, I think you covered that pretty well. Yeah, we'll be coming out with rookie profile. So be sure to, to check that out um, over the next couple of weeks heading into the NFL draft. We're, we're so close to it, you know, um, but, you know, thanks, man, for having me. This has been a blast to just talk through these tight end prospects. Um, like you said, you know, you're really obsessed with Dynasty when you're digging into the sleeper tight ends, but it's it, it's fun. You know, I, I love doing this. I love digging into prospects and and putting context into their profile. So I'm glad I could, you know, jump on here and just be with you and, and chat a little more about these these guys.
Absolutely, man. Like I really enjoyed it and really, really um, appreciate your insight. And like I said, you're definitely welcome back anytime. Hopefully you won't be a stranger. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed that and hopefully you've learned something from it and you've got a couple new nicknames to throw in the vocabulary there when you're coming up on your rookie drafts. So stick with us. We will be covering some more prospects coming up again soon. I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a Dynasty debate. <laughs>